Hello, everybody. Welcome back again for another episode of the Chasing Points Podcast. I, again, am Brandon, along with Sam. my... Oh, well, sorry. I was going to introduce you, but I Damn. guess you just wanted to jump the start gun. Over. Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> no, we could start over. Uh, no. Uh, but so this is episode six. Uh, if you've been listening to us for all six episodes, we appreciate you. If this is your first episode with us, welcome. If this is your last episode with us, we appreciate you for listening. Um, but yeah, uh, we are uh, we got some sports to talk about, my friend. Uh, but in a different way this week. Um, for those that aren't aware, which I'm pretty sure everybody is at this point in time, January 26th. Uh, was the one-year anniversary of the passing of Kobe Bean Bryant uh, and his beautiful daughter, uh, Gianna Bryant, along with the several families uh, that also passed away on the tragic helicopter crash. Um, And I would feel terrible if I didn't mention uh, them. Uh, So rest in peace to all parties involved. Uh, But this is a sports podcast, and we definitely have to talk about uh Kobe. So, Sam, first off, how are you feeling about uh this being the one year anniversary? It's you know, it's been a really trying and crazy year. Um it it kind of feels it's one of those moments where it kind of feels like it was yesterday and it kind of feels like it was forever ago. And I think that's kind of how you could sum up 2020, but to think that you know, all of everything that happened after came after and it, it, it just seems like so long ago. Um, it's, it's kind of crazy when, you know, when it happened, it was one of those moments like, I don't believe it. You see the TMZ alert. I think that's how a lot of uh, TMZ, I think, broke the story. And, um, you're, you know, I had some friends over and you're like, oh, no, I don't believe it you know what's going kobe bryant in a helicopter crash like no way and um to see how you know the events unfolded just tragic and um just really a a crazy crazy um day i think it was a sunday right sunday afternoon Uh, i want to say yes uh i saw it i was i remember where i was clear as day i was downstairs uh I just so happened to look at my phone and I was on Twitter and it was from TMZ because TMZ, as you stated, uh, they did break the story. Um, still can't stand TMZ um, and their filth. But um, I immediately saw this and then I was just like, nah, this can't be true. I was like, this is, I was like, but nowadays, even though TMZ is filth, TMZ is actually a valid source. They don't get things wrong, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't recall a time that they got something like this wrong. They usually break this entertainment news, usually the sad news. Yes, but they get it. They get it right. I'm telling you, Sam, when I when I saw that, I I just was in shock and I, I read it to myself over and over again. And then as every form of media does now is once it it's the kind of a trickle down effect It's the domino effect. Once one falls or once one reports it, then all of them start to fall in line. So TMZ, I saw first and I was like, like I said, they've been pretty accurate with their information, um, but I still didn't want to believe it. And then I saw uh, Associated Press. And I was like, oh, fuck. Then I saw uh, ESPN, Bleacher Report, uh, so on and so on, CNN. And I was just like, yo, this is, this is really, really wild. And the one thing I, I remember at that point in time when we when we uh, first heard the news, I got a rumor. At that point in time, it was a rumor. Uh, and I shared it with um, the group text that I'm in with my boys. And and it said the thing that I saw, it was just like a rumor is that Gianna was on there along with several other people. And I was just like, no, 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 no. So I remember one of my boys saying like, yo, don't, don't, don't spread that fake news stuff. I was like, I, I, I'm the last person to share of false information. Um, I said, that is the rumor. Uh, I was like, and I pray it stays a rumor. And then uh, tragically you find out that it was not. Um, I, I still, a year later, 
look at this salmon and uh i still don't believe it's real dude that that is something if i like see his picture or oh it's it's one it's crazy it's one of those things you almost feel like you know we'll get to kobe the athlete in a second but like it's one of those things like no yeah you're absolutely right you took the words out of my mouth like i still don't think it's real and you know you see you know i i got the notification i went through the same thing with you i had one of my best friends was at my house and i'm like no no way you turn on the tv see and all of it and you're going through and then there's pictures of the smoke and you almost it you know you almost just felt like he was going to like iron man out of that helicopter yeah yeah i know it's a very vivid scene but you just you know and and uh whatnot but you just kind of feel like he was just going to like have his daughter and everybody else like just you know like a like a marvel movie or something and it you know it's just it's crazy you know this was way before our time but it's kind of like you know where you were when jfk was assassinated my parents would would always say and you know uh-huh. recount the memories or you know we unfortunately were very close to 9-11 yes and recount those um those moments or you know uh, princess diana when she was killed one of those just global historic moments and you know for much of the world it was it was this this you know the thing that you you kept on hearing and and i would think is this wasn't supposed to happen not that it was supposed to happen to anyone but not kobe bryant was already an immortal he was what 41 years old something like that yeah he was supposed to he was supposed to age like bill russell he was supposed to be exactly he's supposed to be one of the founding fathers or not even founding fathers because he obviously wasn't a founding but he's supposed to be one of the legends that just was around the game for so long and that these young players just picked his brain uh so on and so going forward but i i remember uh the other death that that happened that kind of uh impacted me like this that i remember exactly where i was was michael jackson yeah um that was a, a huge thing because that was one of my idols is still one of my idols regardless if he's here or not um but yeah man i, I remember hearing the reports that you know kobe uh kobe shielded gianna and when they found unfortunately their their corpses it was basically they were able to identify and it was him and her and and i said it's not a surprise um it's uh it's it hurts me it really really hurts me because of kobe um rightfully so uh, is is somebody that we got to watch uh he's he's basically this generation's jordan and and we're fortunate enough sam to be old enough to have seen jordan you know what I mean? And Kobe and LeBron. So we're we're really, really fortunate to see three of three people that are potentially on the Mount Rushmore of basketball, period. Um, but I, I I was hurt the most when I found out that Gianna was in there. Because yeah, yeah. I uh I follow as we mentioned uh, in the last pod about you know me following like younger basketball players. Uh, I was following her career as I'm still following Bronny Jr.'s career, uh, a couple other people in, from the area and all over the United States. And I like to see these young kids come up. And Gianna was she was the talk of of the town, uh, obviously because she was Kobe's daughter, but she was making her own path. It was, it was Yukon looking at her, you know what I mean? It was Oregon looking at her um, and all these other WNBA players, uh, even NBA players. Uh, anytime people were, were saying that, you know, you're so lucky to be like uh, Kobe's daughter. And she basically would stand out and be like, no, like I'm my own person essentially. Um, and her game was just so smooth, man. Um, yeah. It just really, really, it bothers me to this day, Sam. Uh, I it it's I it's weird. It's like a weird feeling, like when you care so much about somebody that you've never met. Yep. Never that you that never, you never, I never saw him in person. Yep. Never saw I don't him in know person. If I've ever been within you know mm-hmm. x amount of feet of him, right? Like, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's one of those things where you just kind of feel like you knew him, and the outpouring of, you know, the the players the 
whether it's, you know, executives in the game out, you know, in entertainment world, all coming out and basically sharing their DMS and their text messages. And this guy was the ultimate, like, rah, rah, I got you. What do you need? How can I help you? Yep. And, you know, we were talking before the show about how he was this generation's Rodman or Rob, uh, Jesus, no, Jordan <laughs> and um, uh, Jordan and uh, just, but with a open door policy, right? You know, you see how it uh, impacted Kyrie Irving and, uh, you know, Devin Booker and some of these just greats in the game now, but how his door and his phone was always open for him and he remembered everything. Well, it was it was always open for select individuals. Um, right. Well, with it, the, yeah, right. Yes, because there's definitely certain players that not saying that he wouldn't give them the tutelage, but he had his favorites, like you said, Devin Booker, Kyrie. Uh, there's the the James Hardens of the world because of him torching James Harden in the Drew League. Uh, <laughs> there's the the Kevin Durant's, um, and I actually watched on ESPN. They they put up this really 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 dope uh video yesterday that they went around the league to some of the league superstars and they were asking them it was rachel nichols she was asking them when was the first time that you played against kobe and the nba and they they went back and kevin durant's first time was when the seattle supersonics were still around which was wild to see kobe scoring on kevin durant and a supersonics jersey um you had Kyrie, which they had a different relationships. James Harden talking about it. Paul George, when he <laughs> he destroyed Paul George, um, and was talking at that point in time. Brian Shaw was the assistant coach, so he was chirping at Kobe the whole time. And then when Kobe basically destroyed Paul George, he went over to him. He was like, he was like, you better get this little bird his feathers and fly away because <laughs> he had him jumping all over the place. Um, it, it's just wild to hear people's stories of of how and, and how he was around them. Uh, but my favorite story is before we get into his accolades, my favorite story of him was when he first played Jordan. And this is when he was wearing number eight. Do every possession he was asking Jordan questions about how to improve his game while they're in the middle of the game. Yeah. So this, this kid, this young kid is asking the greatest basketball player of all time questions. And it didn't have, it was, had no fear to ask him questions and still kept playing. Like I'm still going to come at your neck no matter what. Uh, I, I think that, that one story alone just pretty much sums up how Kobe is. He's willing to learn, but he's still going to do the job, but still learn and then still pay it forward. The NBA is, you know, being a, a much younger league in the sense of like from its inception in the, you know, what was it? The fifties it's, you know, their greats are for better or worse are, are still in the game. I mean, Bill Russell is still at every NBA finals this past one excluded because of you know the bubble and travel restrictions but they're greats you know it's a we're not talking like babe ruth here who's been you know been gone for 70 years or something like that we're talking about like a young league and as you mentioned like he was really just supposed to grace with the best of them and um there's just that Mamba mentality sticks out, right? You know, they call them the Black Mamba and um, his just admir admiration for his family and being a girl dad sticks out to me. I think he said he loves being a girl dad. I'd have five more girls if I could kind of thing. Yep. yep. And, you know, that sticks out as a memory. I think we were talking before um and i you know you see this meme over and over again but uh kobe's trying to inbound the ball or no matt barnes of the i think he was with the kings at the time i think it was magic was magic. it the magic i think it was the magic yeah okay, matt whatever. Barnes and magic yeah he was something yeah trying to inbounds the ball and kobe's there and barnes like just puts the ball right into his face aggressively and kobe didn't even flinch and he's that locked in on an inbound pass so I have two things to that. Yeah. So you mentioned the Black Mamba. Did you know 
that Kobe would hiss on the court after he made shots. Really? Would hiss on the court like a snake. It was so that went with the mama mentality, which is something I learned recently. That's number one. Number two, have you ever watched the full footage of when Matt Barnes does the uh, the 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 pass fake in front of Kobe's quote unquote face? It's actually not in front of Kobe's face. It's actually to the side of Kobe's face. If you actually watch the video, there's a couple of angles that they show, and for the longest time, just like you mentioned. I'm like, okay, he just did that in front of Kobe's face, which again, it wouldn't surprise me if Kobe just stood there like that if that happened. But if you see the other angles, it's actually to the side of Kobe's face, which it, again, it shows you how camera angles can can change certain things. But that was a little tidbit that I didn't know until Kobe had passed for both of those things. So it's it's crazy that you learn more, uh, and it's crazy in a, as a society or as humans in general that we praise people more uh, and learn more about people when when they're gone. Uh, we don't give them their flowers while while they're here, but I think we can still give Kobe his, his, his flowers properly. Right, Sam? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just the ultimate gamer and competitor and just athlete and just global icon here. I'm, I'm watching the, I found it on YouTube and watching it. <laughs> they were uh, kind of going back and forth at each other. Um, yeah, just just a just a baller in every every way, and that kind of leads to the question: his his legacy on the court. We could go through the accolades. I think you have them pulled up. Um, just five time champion did you know three peat with with Shaq, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Then he you know. You know, they go through the uh, the mid 2000s. He's got his off the field issues, off the court issues, um, and retools this team. Wins, you know, wins a couple more. Where does Kobe in your mind stack up against this all time goat conversation? I think he's. It's when I have this this argument or debate with people about where certain players should be well well jordan's better than lebron but lebron's a better athlete than jordan and kobe but kobe is a killer and so was jordan and and blah blah blah. here's my my argument when it comes to that it's damn near impossible to compare these players you can compare kobe and lebron because they played at the same time kobe played Jordan at the end of his pretty much the decline of his career. Um, and, and LeBron is still out here flourishing. He just won a championship this past year. Right. But then we, we forget the, the Bill Russell's um, we forget how many rings that he has. Uh, we forget the, the Wilt Chamberlain's and, and the, the Iceman's George, uh, George Gervin and, and so on and so forth. So it's hard for me to start doing that. That's like a whole pod, which I would really, really love to dive in. Cause that's a topic I right. think people oh, totally. will have that. Um, but in my personal favorite, uh, he's definitely in my top five of my personal favorite. Um, and, and it's just because I actually started to like him when everybody started to hate him, when the whole, uh, you know, court case happened of what happened in the, uh, in Denver. Um, that's when I actually started liking him because the whole world hated him. And I like a villain. When you make somebody a villain, I like a villain. Um, but he also, this is when he also changed and turned, started turning from that number eight, that young adolescent to 24, which was that mama mentality and that you can see that whole change. So uh, for me, that was there, but I, I, he's in my top five, but let me go down since you mentioned before about him being in the hall of fame, which we unfortunately will never get to hear that probably epic speech. Oh, it would be uh, all time, man. Oh my gosh. With the Jordan speech, it would, oh. it would be right there, man. Matt, I'm, I'm, and so... I'm sure when Vanessa, his wife, I'm sure she will introduce him into the hall of fame. And I'm sure it will be just as epic. Um, well, well, they, I mean, 
he was introduced he was in the hall of fame inducted last year i don't know if they're ever going to do anything like big being now that it's like a year uh you know a year removed uh just like i mean jeter was inducted to the baseball hall of fame and that was postponed because of covid so i don't know if they're ever going to do anything about that but that's another topic but back to kobe um 18 time all-star two-time scoring champ sam said five-time nba champ 15 all nba teams 12 all defensive teams 97 96 97 all rookie uh four all-star mvps two finals mvp and one league mvp and 07 uh it just says a lot about kobe uh and then for those that have always said that kobe uh, was selfish with the ball and didn't pass kobe's actually 31st on the all-time leaders list of assist so you gotta think about it he's 31st out of thousands of players, I think it's total. They said this total is like 5,000 players have ever graced the basketball court in the NBA. Um, but he has 6,306 assists. So he he's a baller. <laughs> he's a baller. Always been a baller. Always will be. Um, where would you put him on your, uh, your list if you had to put him on a list? I think the – I agree with you. This generational – it's – everything's it's all in waves right Mm -hmm. uh jordan would be a different kind of player today he could totally succeed in today's game that these but these for the most part are apple and oranges conversations they're they just don't fit like can i agree with you i think the putting like i think the jordan lebron conversation is tired i it doesn't matter i think what you know, Jordan's legacy off the court is, you know, he kind of created this, whether it's, you know, you know, the, the street, the streetwear, the hype, the, the, the shoe line, the legacy there, LeBron's, you know, made money off the court, but he's also been, you know, a philanthropist as well. Jordan's put his money where his mouth is too. And, you know, and they both have had great, you know, on and off the court careers and whatnot. Also, so I think that conversation's tired. We can totally talk about that another time. I I totally have some things to say. What's up? I was gonna say also, Jordan didn't play in the social media era, right? <laughs> you, oh. What would be you know like the gambling thing mm-hmm. in twenty twenty? How would that play? But that you know we're not talking. Well, you know, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that that uh, thirty for thirty would be a little different if he played now, but. I yeah. can't wait for the Kobe 30 for 30. Oh, well, my whoever's Lord. Whoever's going to do that, that's... That's probably going to be a movie. Be that's yeah. probably going to be a movie, if anything. That's going to be special. But, like, where I list him, you know, I don't really have, like, a cemented guy. He was always a guy I liked to root against. He was easy to root against, um, especially being on the East Coast and, you know, him being a Laker. But I always respected his game. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the preparation, the just intensity on and off the court. He's totally was one of my favorite players to watch, even though I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a diehard fan early on in his career. Um, those runs with like those finals runs in the late 20, you know, 2000s, 2010s kind of thing, early 2010s. That, that was fun. I, you know, it was the end of his career. He just, he didn't he wasn't really an efficient shooter. He was, you know, taking a lot of shots. He was, you know, he he got hurt a lot, the Achilles injury, but he still battled back. He wasn't done playing basketball. Um, you hate to see a guy go out like that, but at least my man he got to walked to the history. free throw line and still knocked down the free throws and then limped off. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> that's a warrior, bro. Yeah. No, no, totally. Um glad he got to do it on his terms and um and whatnot it's you know a great career and i think he he would have really excelled in any generation and really his impact on on the today's game you see it his moves all over the place on today's game um you know just his presence in the post um pat you know an underrated passer and certainly a great defender um you know he was 
again, this is the thing that keeps going on in my head. And I've already said, it's like, this wasn't supposed to happen. I remember one thing was um, when it did happen and just driving and listening to podcasts or people's takes on it. And just thinking like, this is the worst thing that's going to happen in 2020 and it's only January. And then, you know, global pandemic and sports just completely shuts down a couple of months later but yeah it's uh it was yeah it's just his his legacy you know off the court moving forward is something that isn't going to go away anytime soon i mean he you know he won a he won an oscar he has a, a pretty successful had a very successful like a uh, book series that came out the strides that he was making with the mamba academy and and training athletes like, uh, you know, just uh, college players, Sabrina, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ionesco. Ionesco uh, of the Liberty Now when she was at um, Oregon and just, you know, her teammates and, and you know, the young girls that, that were on Gigi's team and, and whatnot. It's his just impact was going to be off the court just, making those strides to just make the game better, make the game more accessible. I hope, uh, and I, and I've already seen some of the players that we've mentioned that looked up to Kobe and kind of were in that, that exclusive, like Kobe little nook of basketball, uh, how they've continued to help and, uh, put funds towards the WNBA. Uh, I know Kyrie, which was one of the things that people didn't know Kyrie did. Um, he paid for the salaries of the players that opted out. Yep. Um, he, he gave them, I forgot how much money he gave. It was some several millions uh, to, to pay and, and give them their salary. Uh, but there's, if you've seen before the pandemic, uh, Kobe was, is all over the WNBA. Uh, but players and it's 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 a basketball is a community. It's it's completely different. Like it's a it's literally a family. No matter what gender you are or identify with, uh, basketball is is a huge family. So I've I've been watching these players, you know, give their love to the WNBA, showing it. And, and honestly, I sit here and I watch WNBA games, and I'm not saying it like, oh wow, I'm uh, pat me on the back for it. It's I'm saying it because there are absolute ballers the difference is you don't see it broadcasted everywhere i i also think it's sickening that they have to go overseas to get paid more and yeah. they can't even get paid over here when they can yeah. ball um so kobe was doing that he was he was bringing awareness to that he was he was he was going to do it through Gigi, um and Gigi was going to do it with her own talent in itself but just with kobe giving back to the young ladies as you mentioned uh and being the the uh girl dad i think that that was going to be the journey that i was so interested to see uh also i I talked about it on on the the hype podcast um he was coming out with his own sneaker he was going to leave nike because he didn't like the direction that it was actually going um with the promotion of his his actual kobe's on nike so there's actually a prototype of what the first sneaker was going to look like which i'll show you what it looks like uh but it, it's wild to even think that Kobe not on Nike. Kobe was under, he was trying to build his own empire, uh, and and it's unfortunate that we won't be able to see that or a GG player or whatever other influences that he was going to have on on this world. Yeah, um, for those that don't know, Brennan hosts the For the Light Love of Hype podcast, and you can Thanks. download Thanks, that Sam. wherever you listen to this one. Appreciate great, you. great uh, sneaker and streetwear podcast that he hosts. Um, I was gonna, you know, bring bring that up because Nike is a huge part of the Kobe legacy. I didn't know that he, you know, you know, he was looking to go in a different direction. Yeah, there, I didn't know that. Um, one of the coolest things I think you see is, you know, it happened after you know his passing during his memorial service and. And yesterday and today with the athletes going to the to the court, the fits, they're wearing uh, the eight jerseys. You see the lower Marion jerseys, mm-hmm. his high school jersey, the yep. eight, the 24, the black bomba jerseys. You know, the, I saw a lot of Kobe five, sixes, you know, custom kicks. Steph Curry today had 
like a custom uh, Curry 8, even though he's with Under Armour, uh, had Gigi and uh, Kobe on it. So just, you know, you speak to a little bit about, because this is your forte, really, the the legacy off the court with Kobe, at least with when it comes to his brand, what's next for it, because there's still, you know, there's still drops happening and still, uh, you know, the, the, the world's not done with Kobe yet, you know? No, as, as we were talking, I'm watching, uh, my nets play the Hawks and I'm watching, I've seen about five players on the court wearing Kobe's, uh, throughout this is not even just because of of the anniversaries. People idolize Kobe, as we've already mentioned, uh, and his his sneakers are some of the most innovative uh, technology and sneakers that Nike and him have collaborated with. Uh, but they also look good on on foot and on court. Um, but it's it's Kobe. They have iconic colorways. Uh, the Grinches that just re, re uh, released uh, this past year, or excuse me, yeah, this past year, uh, the, towards the end of the year, re released. Uh, what has happened since this is his passing? The sneakers have gone astronomically through the roof and resale prices, which is disgusting because people are prophesizing or profiting off of. Uh, off of, of a person's passing, which is so disgusting to me. And, and I, that is, makes me not want to be a part of the sneaker community. Um, but also the, the drops, like it's, I feel like even the bigger brands, they have a bigger responsibility of, of not continuing to drop something to kind of exploit and make their money off of, uh, somebody's passing. So I, I'm just really, I don't know what they do with this, with Kobe's going forward. I don't, because he had it serious serious input on what was going into the sneakers so i don't know if they just now continue to retro uh the sneakers i do know that vanessa has has come out uh when the grinches uh re-released and she made a statement that kobe would want his fans to have his sneakers so the she's working together with nike to come out with this deal or some type of plan to release like a uh, a massive stock of sneakers so people have a better chance of getting uh, Make it more accessible yeah yes um so i'm i'm intrigued to see how that's going to roll out um but i guess we just have to wait until that time but yeah that's that's where yeah. it goes with sneakers you know i think we could t- we could talk for days about kobe and what he's what he's meant to the game and what he's meant to us personally and countless other stories um we'll we'll leave it at this for now uh you will be missed for sure um and the game's not the same without him um and uh yeah we we're thinking about you know not only the bryant family but the other families in that um you know in that awful helicopter crash and um with that so you know move moving forward we're gonna go to uh talk about some other news that happened in the sports world um, the last couple days with a uh, another game of do you care? <laughs> hey, is you ready? I am. Yesterday it was announced that no player was inducted to the 2021 baseball writer hall of fame um, or the baseball writers association of America <laughs> ballot. That it is not a baseball writer hall of fame. There would be very few of them in there, especially after you know everything. But yes, okay, let's restart here. The Hall of Fame baseball announced their 2021 Canada class, and it was nobody. Nobody got in. I think it was the first time since 2013. Hayes, yeah. you care? I do. I, I do care because uh Barry Bonds should be in the hall of fame. Uh, Roger Clemens should be in the hall of fame. Uh, the other person that we're going to talk about, I don't know if he should be in the hall of fame. Uh, I do think these, these, uh, gentlemen should be in the hall of fame, uh, regardless if they cheated or not because of their numbers. Uh, there should be a, a asterisk next to, uh, their accolades, uh, saying that this is during the PED steroid era, uh, because that needs to not be forgotten. Um, 
yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. They've never ever proven that Barry Bonds took it's still at this point in time an assumption that he did, correct? Um, I mean, yeah, there was the whole book Game of Shadows, and there was, you know, he said he was using the cream and the clear for like, you know, um, as you would pro- use like a CBD cream or something yes, like that. Yes. And those kind of like for you know muscle and joint stuff but um you know i i don't the the books the jury's certainly still not out on on that there's he's never admitted it he's never said publicly and and there's just been a lot of wild speculation but yes the yes. people that were involved with bonds and balco and everything they've all been sentenced i believe i don't know yes. it's not something i keep up the date with but i don't think any of us do but i, you know, I guess as far as clemens and you know there's been speculation about piazza who's in the hall of fame mm-hmm. jeff bagwell who's in the hall of fame so you know um again with sammy sosa is also part of this there was no mcguire you know direct ed you know admission of guilt kind of thing um as, as far as i know yeah okay so i mean with with that being said i, I mean i would love to see Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame talent before he quote unquote did this. Uh, same with Roger Clemens, um, which is why I say those two out of all people during that the the steroid era um, that they should be in there. Uh, Kurt Schilling, I could care less where he is and what he does, uh, but yeah, yeah. The leading vote getter this year was uh, the controversial Kurt Schilling. He got a 71% of the vote that just 16 votes shy of the minimum that's needed. So that's 75%. Uh, Bonds got six, almost 62%. Clevin's got 62, almost 62%. Uh, it was the ninth year on the ballot for these, those three guys. So one more shot next year. Uh, Cause you only get 10 and the baseball writers vote you in. And if you don't get voted in, Eventually, you get to uh, the players get passed along to the vet, what's called the veterans, veterans committee, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's a number of uh, former baseball players, and they've let guys in um, that have basically had a, a impact on the game. Bud Selig, Marvin Miller is going in the 2020 class, um, just guys that have impacted the game, also athletes and. And, you know, they're former athletes. They vote for their buddies. Harold Baines got in a couple of years ago. You could argue that Harold Baines was not a Hall of Fame uh, worthy uh, player. <laughs> so there's that. Um, but, however, Schilling, who's, you know, had some a lot of controversy for just, uh, you know, kind of extreme right wing, extremely racist. I wouldn't even say extreme right wing, just very off topic and uh, colorful comments throughout the years, whether it's tweets um, or just uh, his fights with reporters and his negative words towards, uh, you know, people of color and uh, different religions and ethnicities certainly um, is well-documented. He wrote in a lengthy letter on his Facebook page that he's asked to be removed from his final year of eligibility you care because i don't i definitely don't i just think it's hilarious that he's crying like a little bitch um but i i here's 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 where i also play both sides i don't care about kurt Schilling. i can I just don't care about him. I, I He can do whatever he wants. I had some very crude things to say about him, but I just don't want the karma. So I just won't. I'll be positive. Uh, my, my situation or my dilemma is here is I don't watch certain athletes or I don't watch sports to know what a person's like personally. I watch you because you're putting a product on the field, uh, the diamond, the court, the ice, uh, the pitch, so on and so forth. I'm here to watch that, right? And I know people have this argument of, oh, I I come to watch sports to get away from politics. And that is very, very accurate. But sometimes certain athletes blur the line. He's one of those people. Um, 
So uh, for his talent, for his pitching, um, should he should he be in the Hall of Fame? Potentially, yeah. Um, even without all of this, he was a borderline Hall of Famer. Um, so I, I do at times I, I don't really care because there's there's races that are in Hall of Fame. There's 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 plenty of discussing people that are in Hall of Fames uh, in every sport, but they were a great talents in their sports. OK, so it's. I, I he can kick rocks. <laughs> Let me just leave it at that. You know, I I think his off the field stuff aside, I just don't think he's a Hall of Famer, and you know, I kind of hold that into high regard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm pulling up some of his stats here. He just does, he had some pretty dominant years. You know, especially when he was with, you know, not much when he was with the Phillies as much but that when he was with the diamondbacks him and oh, randy yeah. johnson oh. just you know they won a world series mowing yes, down did. mowing down guys pitching every third day um just on top of their game you know he had a great run with the red Sox as well i just don't think he's a hall of famer that said uh you know data shows that every uh every player that's broken that 70 percent threshold will eventually get into the Hall of Fame. Now, the, uh, you know, the Hall said they're going to look at Schilling's request and see if they'll remove him from the ballot. I don't, you know, I think there's a lot of games that go along with the baseball writers and they hold hold people back. And in that ninth year, 10th year is when some of these guys get in. You know, who knows if, if that's what was going to happen here um i i just don't care i don't care if he's in the hall of fame or not um i have a question for you yep maybe you know this why why is it designated to the writers to select you know i don't know when that if that's always been the case it's just they you know there's x amount of them and after so many years of service and you know baseball writers whether they're in like their little union or whatever after so many years they get the right to vote and then if you haven't been, you know, if you haven't been active or writing for baseball in so many years, you lose that ability. Um, famously, I, there was a couple of years ago where Dan Lebetard, uh, formerly of ESPN, yes, now, yes. sold his uh, his vote to <laughs> was a dead spin. And then like dead spin did a poll like, who do you want? And Lebetard voted for them. And I think he lost his. He lost his, his privilege. Uh, privilege after that, but you know, someone like Buster Only of ESPN recently said, you know, he just stopped stopped voting for the Hall because of this. You know, the morality of the game is left to these writers, basically. Like, yes. You know, you damned if you do, damned if you don't, kind of well, thing. Well, uh, that's my problem is is because I'm saying to myself, if I'm, I've been an athlete my whole entire life. All right, so if if now for me to get to the pinnacle of my sport. I have to be judged by people that may have never, ever played the game a day in their life, right? They've written about it, and and that, obviously, they get their kudos for that. That's their career. That's their job. But they never actually played the sport. But yet, they have judged me based on everything that I've done throughout my career. Let's let's just say, like, T.O. There's no way that T.O. is not a Hall of Famer, right? But T.O. did it the other way, and they didn't give him his access because of his antics with media and so on and so forth. Okay. But what about what he did on the field? <laughs> what? Right. right. And that's the thing that gets lost in a lot of this. It, like, so, it, it blows my mind. So here's the thing, like in football, the writers don't know, like it's like a closed room kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the in basketball, they don't detail who's in that room either. Baseball is a little different. One of the rules in the hall is voting shall be based upon the player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, and contributions to the team in which they played. So that that interpretation of the clause has left a lot of prominent baseball writers like Buster only to say, what the hell? Like, yeah, again, we're playing the moral police here. Yeah. Integrity, sportsmanship, character. You could argue that steroids you know hateful rhetoric anything in between does not you know 
fall into this category here to, to get into the Hall of Fame. You know, it's, it's interesting. We'll see what happens with Schilling and, you know, if that final year, you know, I, I probably feel like the baseball writers are done with him too. And if he's still on that ballot, he's not going to get a lot of love, but I'm sure eventually he, he will, you know, he'll get, he'll get uh, in there. I'd say good luck, but I don't want to give him luck. So <laughs> one of the things, uh, funny video you see yesterday was uh, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook <laughs> and John Wall of the uh, Rockets. Words are hard, Sam. Walls. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> John Wall of the Rockets and Russell Westbrook of the Wizards were traded for each other a couple of months ago. They were on the court yapping last night. And getting into each other's faces. Hayes, you asked personally to bring this one up. I I don't care. It was funny to watch. <laughs> do you care? I do. Um, I care because uh, there's this there's this thing that uh certain players do, and and Brody, and for those that don't know who Brody is, that's Russell Westbrook. Um he has this uh, moxie about him, this this bad guy attitude. Like he's the friendly guy, but he's also the tyrant on the court. Uh, and he's the guy that will dish out all the trash talking. And he he said that he doesn't start it; he just finish it finishes it when it comes to him. Um, I guess he forgot that this is the NBA and that there's cameras in every angle and there's records and receipts of him starting stuff and bumping the gums. Um, so I, I just find that funny. Uh, but he's also that person that talks a lot of trash to people, uh, especially once he gets going. He's get, He starts chirping. And when he's chirping, uh, he says what he wants to say. He then only has a problem uh, when people come back at him because there's definitely people that will not back down in this league. Uh, Dame Lillard being one of them. And him and Dame Lillard kind of have this rivalry going on. And Dame Lillard has pretty much cooked him the past five years. Uh, so he should be happy that he got traded to uh, the Wizards and that he doesn't have to see him or only has to see him twice a year uh, because he's definitely not seeing him in the playoffs because the Wizards are not going to the playoffs or the finals. So he's just he should be happy about that trade. Um, I thought it was... Uh, the the whole little anti like it's part of basketball if you you play basketball it's it's a part of it you either ignore it you participate in it you shell it out whatever side you're on you figure that out but the my favorite part of this whole thing was that john wall was going right back at him and at the presser he was like is basketball like this is a part of basketball and he bigged up russell westbrook and said hey listen he was like this dude's being torturing me pretty much my whole NBA career. He's like, this is like maybe my third win against him. He was just like, so yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna let him know type thing. And I'm just like, I respect that. Like he's honest. He said, but he's, he gave him his due respect. Westbrook on the other end was just like, uh, well, I just, I just finished it. I don't start it. Well, Mr. Grump, and the part that that was the best to me was John wall went at the wizards and he went so hard in that game because the wizards pretty much sold him up the Creek and said, Hey, listen, uh, we don't think you can play ball anymore. And he proved and has he's as he's been proven this year, he can still ball. So that's why I care, Sam. There you have it. Yeah, John Wall had a, a pretty nasty injury and uh, has a huge contract, too. And pretty much the only person he could have been traded for was Russ. Um, and he's, you know, I've always been a Wall fan. I, uh, Interesting to see. It's unfortunate that Russ's career is kind of cooked out the way it, it has the last couple of years. And yep. Um it was, you know, be interesting to see there. So we'll we'll keep you apprised of any <laughs> new beef in the NBA. <laughs> with uh well, we should start a beef segment or something like that. All right. Don't, finishing don't up the two <laughs> finishing up, do you care this week? Hey, the Pro Bowls this Pro Bowls this weekend. Do you care? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, I'm good too. Uh, I don't, you know, I usually have it on. Are they playing a game? Are they just doing like a skills competition? Are they even in the same room? Like, 
what are they doing? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just, I don't care. Like yeah, I, I don't care either. I just put uh, it into left, to be honest. Uh, like, like you said, I normally put the Pro Bowl. Like they should just make the Pro Bowl going forward. Uh, skills based, like those skills challenges that they used to have back in the day. Yeah. Um, they should just do that, or they should just bring back Rock and Jock Sports and just let it be that. Uh, because I would much rather watch that. Yeah. Just saying. I'm down with that. Somebody, whoever we got to talk to at Viacom to get Rock and Jock Sports back, um, let me know. Send them my way because I would gladly uh, run the campaign for that. Sam will be my marketing director. Uh, and we will be sure uh, that we get Rock and Jock back. You're welcome. <laughs> so that was Do You Care this week and a desperate plea to get Rock and Jock back. So yes, we'll see there. Uh, Hayes, before we head out, anything you're looking forward to this week? Uh no uh actually i i'm not just more nba games that's that's really it um and and kind of to see uh more trades and free agent uh transactions uh and mlb that's pretty much it how about you yeah i you know the first you know one of the last sundays with football will be next week the super bowl will certainly get you geared up there i you know I will take a little reprieve from from sports. You know, I'll have the the basketball on and and everything. It'll be interesting to see uh, where some of the other news that we haven't talked about this week, like Aaron Rodgers and uh, the Rogers. Watson saga, yeah, the Sean Watson saga. See where where that heads up. And um, but otherwise, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. Just watching what's on, man. All right, man. Well, so it's another. Uh, another edition of the chasing points podcast thanks so much for listening and uh make sure that you subscribe and download and and give us a, a nice little rating on the apple podcast store that'd be uh that'd be great we appreciate it and uh we're gonna go out on this kobe <laughs>